0: guys, we're going to have a great episode today. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for all the support that you get. I want to remind you that you can reach out to me on Instagram. If you don't follow, follow it at Outdoors. Uh, feel free to send me a DM. I love uh, corresponding with you guys about your hunts and any questions that you might have. Uh, we're going to have a great episode. I also want to thank uh, the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank gohunt.com Cody Nelson, my friend of 20 plus years. He's the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager over there at GoHunt.com at the gear shop. Uh, You can reach out directly uh, for info or for sales at 702-847-8747. You can also email him at optics at GoHunt.com. He also uh, gets texts from uh, my listeners at, on his cell phone, 602-399-3699. Feel free to send him a text if you're looking for a certain tripod or binocular or spotting scope or rifle scope, anything to do with optics. Uh, give Cody Nelson a call or a text. I want to thank GoHunt.com also and remind you guys that the GoHunt maps, the mobile app um, mapping apps, are now available on iTunes and Android. Uh, They have real 3D. Um, It's awesome, awesome 3D mapping on these mobile apps. Uh, You can get a free trial, a seven-day free trial, by going to GoHunt.com forward slash J. Scott. You can also check in the show notes. I'll have it linked up. You get a seven-day free trial that gives you access to everything in the Insider as well as uh, g- let you look at the, the mapping apps uh, both on the desktop and on your phone. Uh, you can also sign up uh, by going to GoHunt.com and just use J. Scott and that's going to save you $50. Uh, you're actually going to get a Go Hunt gift card, $50 Hunt gift card when you sign up. So go check it out also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. Go to K-U-I-U, to order the gear right there that are direct-to-consumer model. Uh, So that's the only place you can get the gear, as well as phonescope.com. Use the JSCOT21 promo code, and you're going to get a 10% discount. Uh, Guys, let's get right to this episode. And again, thanks for listening. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. We've got my friend Justin Earhart of Premium Hunts out of the eastern part of Arizona, Unit 1 and 27. Justin, how you doing? Good, Jay. How about you? Good. Um, You were just down in Mexico doing some guiding with us uh, for Coos Deer, and you had a couple of great trips. Are you wishing you were still in Mexico chasing big bucks? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's always a good time down there. It's uh, it's fun, but it's always nice to come back home for a while.
0: For sure. Um, I want to dive in and talk about the Arizona um, elk applications, which are due here uh, next Tuesday, um, February 8th. And I wanted to get kind of um, an inside look at Unit 27 and Unit 1, which is where you live and the units that you guide in. Um, And before we do that, what are conditions looking like uh, as of right now on the ground? What is the data that that people will want to know that they need to know in order to apply um, as far as uh, you know, monsoonal moisture, holdover feed, can you know, conditions as we see them right now?
1: Well, right now, I'd say we're we're sitting pretty decent. Um, this winter so far, we've had a couple of pretty decent storms. Um, we dang sure could use some more between now and the end of April to put some icing on the cake. But um, this year, we went into winter with phenomenal feed we got some late monsoon rains this past year and uh, didn't do much for the elk this last year but um, that feed carried into winter so the bulls have had a pretty mild winter weather-wise so far with some pretty good feed.
0: So with good holdover feed going into next season you have to be fairly optimistic about potential uh, good antler growth if we're being optimistic and think that we're going to get some, you know, spring moisture, which seems to really help green things up and and get them started. Um, you're you're thinking that potentially uh, this next coming year could be very good if if a few things line up right.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think right now we're sitting pretty decent, but if we get a little bit more moisture, I think it's going to shape up to be a pretty good year
0: for antler growth. Sounds good. Um, in unit one and 27 specifically last year, um, how did you see the hunts, um, you know, going from all your experience of, of years past, how would you compare last year or, um, you know, how would you categorize it?
1: You know, last year, um, actually turned out a little better than I had expected. I was kind of expecting the worst and, uh, the bulls actually had pretty good growth in our neck of the woods last year. Um there were a few bulls you know that we killed in kind of off the wall places that were a little droughted out on their top ends and stuff but for the most part I was I was pretty happy with the way last year turned out.
0: Do you um is there any uh specific changes this year as far as um tag numbers Um, or season dates. Um, I I know the early archery season this year starts on uh, September 9th and runs to the 22nd. One of the challenges with that uh, is that moon is full on the 10th. How do you think that's going to translate into that first opening weekend of the archery hunt?
1: I think that first week's going to be, you know, pretty slow, but steadily picking up as that moon starts to fade. Um it you you know how it can play a factor in in the amount of time they're on their feet and with it hitting early in the rut, I think it's gonna slow things down quite a bit.
0: Do you think though that uh for the right people that might find a bull early that they could actually get on him before he's really riled up and you know, really gathering cows and in, in a bunch of chaos, does it leave an opportunity or an open window if you were to find a good one to be able to potentially get on them before he, you know, gets a bunch of eyes around him?
1: Yeah, definitely. It'll, it'll dang sure uh, be able to chase some bulls that are, you know, haven't really pinned down where they're going to be yet, but they're going to be kind of in that s- still more docile transition from herd to herd. And you could dang sure pick one off like that.
0: Um, just looking at a, from a broad spectrum of unit one, 2B, 2C, and unit 27, um, if, if you look at, say, a five-year or even a 10-year window, um, where do you think we are in the spectrum of those units as far as quality? Um, do you think, you know, it, it's getting better? Do you think it's remained the same or do you think the quality has slipped some?
1: the uh, quality has definitely gone downhill uh, quite a bit, I would say. I mean, just for instance, this year in, in 27, I think they're putting out a combined total of 745 bull tags, and that's a lot. I know not, not everybody's going to harvest one, but that, that's a lot of animals every year to to take out of the herd. And quality things have gone downhill, but, you know, there, there are still good bulls around they're just few and far between and not as plentiful as they once were.
0: Do you feel like with the burn, um, certainly unit one, but do you feel like 27 um, has gotten easier to hunt because you can see a little bit better? And do you think that's translated into a few more bulls every year that have gotten harvested that maybe pre-burn wouldn't have been harvested because they were able to you know seek out the thick shelter
1: yeah definitely the the burn you know those first few years after our our big fire they they were phenomenal I mean we still had age class the feed was incredible um we'll never experience years like that ever again and now you know like you said the, the burn has made it a lot easier to hunt in certain areas. And there's a lot more people killing elk now compared to, you know, proof fire.
0: I want to start, um, I I want to dive in. I, I, I kind of started talking about the full moon and the ninth, 10th, 11th there, that kind of, you know, first part of the archery season. Um, it looks as though, uh, Unit 27 and Unit 1 both have that same date of of starting on uh, the 9th. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a year ago or a couple years ago. I believe Unit 27 was one that was in the rotation that started with, I believe, a muzzleloader hunt uh, right off the bat, and then the archery hunt followed after that. I'm curious if um, you could comment on your thoughts on how that hunt you know, affected the archery hunts, has that hunt affected, um, you know, this year or next year's draw as far as, you know, did they do really well, um, on that early hunt, uh, with, with the firearm?
1: You know, yeah, that was a few years back when they did that. Um, and it, it dang sure, uh, impacted the archery hunt. Um, some of our top target, target bulls were actually taken on that early hunt that year, um, kind of hated to see them fall before we got a crack at them, but that's just kind of the way it, it goes when they start off early like that. Um, I'm not a real big fan of that super early date with a gun. Um, I kind of think the bow hunters should maybe get the first crack at them, but they're going to do what they're going to do.
0: Sure. When you look at unit one and 27, um, just comparing, let's just start with their early archery hunts. Um, compare those two units compare let's say if you were taking a guy in unit one on that hunt and compare if you were taking the same guy on the hunt in 27 what are the differences in the unit what are the similarities like compare the two units um, so that guys can kind of try and get a clear picture of of what they're getting into
1: well the unit one bow hunt is going to be 10 times more fun than the unit 27 bow hunt you're going to be into a lot more bulls there's a lot more action there's a lot more areas that are accessible and you can you know change areas very easily from morning to evening so unit one's going to be hands down way more fun of a hunt and you're going to still be chasing some quality bulls where 27 you're going to be chasing some nice bulls but you, you better come prepared because it's a unit that will chew you up and spit you out.
0: And and when you say that, is it the terrain, is it the lack of access? Is it is it, you know, the pockety elk or all of the above? It it's just
1: a combination of everything. Um, the terrain's rugged that they're in there's real pockety, um, and and they're not widespread throughout the unit. You're going to find large swaths of, of unit 27. That's just going to be void of,
0: of elk that time of year. Okay. Um, so unit one sounds like a lot, like you said, if, if you're looking for fun and experience, um, probably lean towards unit one what if you were just strictly let's say you had enough points to draw either as far as ultimate size do you think there's any difference in the unit one and 27 archery hunt
1: you know i would say if somebody's wanting to come out and they're they're wanting to chase bulls between that you know 280 to 350 range um unit one's going to be the place you want to be but if you want to chase bulls that are going to be 360 and up, and, and you're, you're able to pound ground, and you're in tip-top shape, then 27 is going to be probably a unit you want to look at. Um, they're both going to hold big bulls, but in my opinion, unit one's going to hold more bulls in that 300 to 350 range, and 27 is going to hold more bulls that are going to be in that 360 plus range. Okay.
0: Um, when I skip over and go to the firearm season, um, it looks like unit one 2B2C, uh, is a muzzleloader hunt 20 September 23rd through the 29th. Uh, and then it looks like the unit 27 is the early rifle. Which one, which one would you personally rather have out of the muzzleloader in unit one or the rifle in uh, 27 same dates
1: uh me personally i i would probably lean towards 27 if it was my own tag um it's but i, I know what that unit's going to entail and, and i'd be happy you know swallowing my tag at the, at the end of the hunt and uh just not having I'd i'd be happy eating my tag in 27 if i didn't find the bull that i wanted basically
0: but it sounds like you think that the if you're just looking for one bull the probably the upper end bull and for a guy that's willing to literally you know have 20 some points or whatever and and eat a tag you, you think you could go to the very end you know in 27 potentially chasing maybe just a step up of a bull
1: Right. Last, I mean, last year we, we killed, um, phenomenal bulls out of both hunts, Unit you know, one early rifle and the 27 early muzzleloader. And I know they're flip flop this year, but, um, we killed great bulls out of both, but our bigger bulls came off of the 27 hunt, okay. but it, it is no walk in the park. You You've got to be in tip top shape and have a good attitude and be ready to, potentially eat a tag that took you 20 plus years to draw
0: let's talk a little bit about the late archery hunts um that's a november 4th through november 17th uh unit 1 2b 2c and then you've got the same hunt in unit 27 um which hunt do you prefer there on the late archery
1: they're both they're both pretty dang good hunts um they're a lot different style of hunting um, or, you know, Unit 27, you're going to be stocking them in big, nasty country, and you're going to maybe get a stock or two in a day. <coughs> Where Unit 1, you might be hunting bulls in, in more of a, you know, flatter timber, but some mountain meadows. So you'd be tra- kind of catching them in that transition from bedding to feeding.
0: Understood. Is there much water sitting in one and 27 on those late hunts, or is it mostly spot and stock?
1: It, it's mostly spot and stock. I mean, depending on weather conditions, if you get a real dry year, you, you could do some good on some water. But these two units, you know, we, we have a lot of groundwater throughout both units, even even in the lower portions of 27. Um, it's not like you're just going to be able to go sit up on a tank and, and have bulls funnel in like crazy. It's it's uh, it's more or less a spot and stop kind on both of them.
0: Okay, um, and then that leads me to the late elk hunts uh, in one and twenty seven. They've got a November twenty fifth uh, start date to December first. Um, which which late hunt do you give the nod to? Uh, over you know one and twenty seven. Which one do you kind of lean towards?
1: um unit 27 is gonna be a lot better late hunt hands down uh you're gonna see a lot more bulls you're gonna probably see a lot better quality and the only stipulation to that is you are gonna see more people there's just uh we we call those hunts the november massacre it's uh a lot of elk get killed during those hunts and sometimes they can be pretty uh I don't know how to put it but they can take the air out of you when you're hearing gunshots go off all day long in in portions of the unit
0: as far as the dates the 25th through the first um does anything jump out at you there is is you know do you like those dates do you like seeing them you know earlier or later or is, it doesn't really matter at that point
1: no the, the dates are pretty good um, i do do wish they'd kind of slide those late hunts away from thanksgiving but that that'd be the only thing you know you you hope you get a little bit of weather leading up to the hunt and usually get some weather during those hunts
0: so does weather make those hunts better as far as being able to see the bulls because there's snow on the ground or does it get them moving or up feeding, or what's what's the status with that
1: yeah a little bit of all the above um in 27, it'll, it'll actually push bulls into more remote places where they won't see as much pressure. So that's what we really like to see is, is a lot of those elk getting, you know, pushed away from the roads and some of that more accessible country and push them down into the rougher stuff where not many people are willing to go.
0: A couple questions um, from some Instagram followers. What does the quality of bulls and age class still look like in both units?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, man. I mean, because you know, in Unit One archery hunt, you get a lot of influx of bulls from twenty seven and from the reservation. So, quality during the September timeframe in Unit One is going to be a lot better than the quality in the November rifle hunt. Yep. But I'm go ahead ac- across the board on average. I mean, both units are are realistically a three hundred to three thirty type unit. And you're going to have, you know, a handful of bulls that are going to be north of that. And, you know, some might be a little bit north, some might be quite a ways north of that range. But Yeah, just
0: go on your Instagram page to see them, too, because it seems like you guys kill them all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It seems like you guys kill better bulls than that, but I think what you're trying to do is paint a realistic expectation of that 300 to 330 with a chance for better right
1: yes absolutely i mean i I don't want anybody coming out with unrealistic expectations i mean to kill those caliber of bulls up in that upper range you know we're passing a lot of bulls in that lower range so you got to be prepared mentally because you might have to look at 100 bulls before you find the one that you're looking for
0: Next question says, 100% odds to draw either archery in one or 27. Is this the year? Is the moisture there? Question uh, like,
1: mark. Kind of like I mentioned before, I, I think we're sitting pretty good right now. Um, a little bit more moisture between now and the end of April would would do a lot for us.
0: But and if, apply with point guard for whatever reason if moisture shuts off or something changes. That always gives you the option, but you're, what you're saying with what you know right now are looking pretty good. Probably better than we've looked in a in a handful of years, right?
1: Absolutely. I, I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen this year with the moisture and and the horn growth. But anybody who's applying with more than two points should always buy the point guard. It's only five bucks. I mean, buy it. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, could could save your points.
0: Next question, uh, are the late season archery hunts worth it for low point holders?
1: Absolutely. If you, if you want to come out and, and do some elk hunting and have, you know, your chance at some decent six points, then those late archery hunts are, are a good hunts.
0: Got another question here for you, Justin. If you're not seeing bulls, how long before you move to new country?
1: um that that totally depends on on where i'm at in the unit but i would say you know a morning if i'm not seeing something i'm moving and if i'm moving it could be moving you know only a half a mile away and just changing my angle 180 degrees but um if you're not seeing something after a a full morning I'd, i'd be packing up and going elsewhere
0: and then how do you find mature bulls on those late elk hunts
1: Lots of time in the glass. That's that's the only way you're gonna find them.
0: Okay. um Let's see. Late rifle elk in twenty-seven, three thirty to three forty. Bull unrealistic without scouting.
1: Without scouting, I would say the odds are stacked against you, but could still happen.
0: <laughs> Here's one. At least the guy's honest. I'm really fat. Should I still apply for unit twenty-seven?
1: no absolutely not
0: <laughs> short and sweet i love it um for a non-resident with low points is the late rifle worth it less than 10 points yes absolutely it's one of the better late rifle hunts in the state good stuff here um I like the, if I'm fat, should I
1: apply? <laughs> uh. I mean, it, it's a unit that, you know, somebody, even if they come out, I mean, I, I've taken guys to the emergency room on that hunt who come out and were bodybuilders and, uh, it, it will chew up the fittest of fit and spit them out.
0: Yeah. Um, let's talk about, uh last year your success it it surprised you a little bit you thought the quality was better than what you kind of were expecting Um, you guys did really really well Um, talk about a few of the bulls that you guys have harvested over the last couple years
1: yeah quality quality last year you know I was kind of expecting the worst and praying for the best and uh, it, it turned out a lot better than what i'd expected for sure i mean we took some great great bulls last season um it's
0: great it's great in your mind now kind of anything over that 350 mark is that is that kind of great or is great to you 360
1: 370 uh you know that's that's a tricky question for sure i mean kind of depends on on a lot of everything you know as far as which unit you're in and which hunt you're on i
0: mean and conditions right
1: Absolutely. I mean, for, for those early, early rifle and muzzleloader hunts, I'm, I'm saying anything north of that 360 range is going to be a great bull. Right. Uh, last year we took a, a mid 360 bull out of uh, unit one on the early rifle hunt. And that those same dates, we took a bull that was right at that 390 range off the 27 hunt that was muzzleloader. So, great bulls both units i mean you you don't pass either of those caliber bulls up
0: for sure um so i know you focus on unit one and 27 but you also do uh, and we can cover this later but um i also wanted to note you do hunts in new mexico as well how do you see uh the hunts in new mexico faring this year from from the conditions that you know of
1: I think they're going to be decent. I don't think we're going to see like a banner year by any means um, unless our weather changes pretty drastically and we get some, some better moisture in some of those areas over there. A lot of those areas over there are more arid units, and, and they don't have the natural groundwater that we do, say, in the Arizona side of Unit 1 and 27. So uh, some more moisture over there is going to be a, a huge impact for sure.
0: Gotcha. Um, on your hunts, uh, one and 27, uh, do a lot of your hunters stay in local lodging or is everything based out of, you know, camps, um, you know, out in the forest, H- how do you run those hunts? Um, so
1: for unit 27, I mean, nine times out of 10, we're, we're camped out and that's either in travel trailers, wall tents or dome tents, just logistically the, the unit, you can end up a long ways from any town at all. And uh unit one, most of the time we're we're staying here in town because it's very centralized within the unit and we have you know some pretty decent accommodations where people can, you know, get a hot shower and some good rest and every morning they're still got a short drive to any any portion of the unit that they're going to.
0: Good stuff. Um sounds good. I wanna Uh, Thank you for coming on, Justin, and and talking to us about Unit 1 and 27. And I want to give you a chance to let the listeners know the best way to reach out to you before this draw uh, and anything else uh, that you'd like to say.
1: Well, thanks for having me on, Jay. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, best way is going to be just give me a call. Numbers 928-245-8722 or you can message us on instagram or facebook you can find us on both of those Um, anyway we'll get back to you now i i did miss a few calls uh, that i've been returning when we were down in mexico but um anybody that wants to give me a call with any questions or just chat about any of the hunts feel free to give me a call anytime day or night
0: awesome man uh justin Earhart premium hunts make sure to check them out on instagram I believe it's premium underscore hunts, right, Justin, on Instagram? Correct. Sounds good, buddy. Well, God bless. Congrats on the success. You and Cade really did a great job this year on a couple of those trips uh, in Mexico and and shot some great bucks. So um, congratulations on that. And, uh, yeah, I wish you the best of success in the upcoming draws, and I'll be chatting at you, okay? Okay. Thanks a lot, Jay. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.